It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hugh Freeze is high on his staff entering 2024, and he should be. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. And thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. We're dapping it up. Daryl Daprich hanging out with us. Of course, we are down in Mobile for the Senior Bowl. As we record this, we just talked to Hugh Freeze. And rightfully so, Daryl, he's high on his staff. This is the first time we've publicly heard from Hugh Freeze after hiring offensive coordinator Derek Nix, co-DC Charles Kelly, and of course, uh, the man of the week, new Auburn defensive coordinator, DJ Durkin. And Hugh Freeze loves this staff, and he gave several reasons why he loves this staff, and he should. This staff is significantly better than it was a year ago, and I think you can already tell he's more comfortable with the decisions he's made. You know, you can tell when someone's talking about something, about how excited they are about it, how proud they are. I even went to mention Redmond and what a, what a coup that was. I think I found it very interesting that the first person he gave credit to or mentioned that was involved in the process was Athletic Director Cohen. And he said he was yeah. very supportive mm-hmm. of what he does. I mean, that was a little bit of a preemptive I think launch about maybe some of the Durkin pushback good point he was he was bought in Cohen was bought in from the beginning he talked about culture and how DJ Durkin and his wife were a good fit and what kind of people they are I really found that interesting that was a nugget right out of the gate that it was hey he's bought into this there wasn't as much pushback as maybe we thought yeah and then it's interesting we'll talk about later why he felt like he could take his time yeah yeah and something he talked about with Durkin and he he was asked think Ferg asked about like what specifically does he bring because he kept kind of painting in broad strokes like he brings so much to the program but one thing he brought up when he was kind of pressed like okay well what is he bringing to the program is he talked about the communication and how he labels everything it's so clear and it's so straightforward and he kind of hinted that his staff all got together and went over how he labels things and everyone's like this is so simple it's so concise and Q Freeze kind of alluded to it. He wants everybody on the same page, which I think him emphasizing that may hint. He didn't say this, but reading between the lines, like it might hint a little bit that everybody wasn't on the same page a year ago. And so I think that's, I think if you're an Auburn fan that's maybe doubting the DJ Durkin hire, which I don't think there's many, um, I think that should make you feel a little better. He talked about verbiage being similar to what they do on the right. offensive side of the ball. That right. was interesting. Terminology. I also like the fact that he talked about how he ran practices. The intensity. Coach Freeze talked about he's watched him. He sat in on Durkin's practices. Yeah. He knows how they're run. He said that the tempo and the intensity in practices are going to be different. And Austin Keys kind of hinted at that on social media the last couple days. Yeah, one of Durkin's dudes. No question about it. Yeah, I mean, your, your defensive coordinator is supposed to be emotional. He's supposed to, like, you're, you're, when he's fired up, you're supposed to be a little scared of what's about to happen. Ron Roberts, I think Ron Roberts is a good coach, but that's not who he is. He's old school, but he's also not this super high-energy guy. I mean, you think about Kevin Steele. You think about Will Muschamp. I mean, you think about these DCs that Auburn fans have absolutely loved and adored and fought for. They're these passionate guys, and the and the players fed off of that. I mean, I think about that that Kevin Steele video where he's talking to, you know, the the guys, and he's like, 
five, three, waking up on the plane just because of the intensity uh, of everything that they've got going on. And I don't think this defense really had that a year ago. And boy, that is about to change. I don't think it's any coincidence. And you, I was thinking the same thing before you verbally spoke their names. I don't think it's any coincidence the, the last two most successful desired, sought-after defensive coordinators that Auburn had mm -hmm. were Will Muschamp and Kevin Steele. And right. they shared that trait of being very intense yes. on the sidelines, very aggressive. I think Auburn players will feed off that. I think so, too. And I, Austin Keys, like you said, I mean, there's a reason for him to be excited about that. He was asked about Derek Nix, the offensive coordinator. It's the first time we've heard from Freeze since uh, that decision was made. And, of course, when you ask the question about Derek Nix, the follow-up has to be, and it was, Okay, well, what's, what's the offense look like? Who's calling plays? And uh, I think he took the easy way. It, and it may be genuine, but it's, it's too early to tell is what he said, which is probably true. I think so. I think that there's a definite – that's the way you answer that question, but I think there's a definite plan in place. And mm -hmm. I think that Euphreeze did r respond about owning something and talking about that's something i got to get corrected. I think that's code for – I'll be more involved in play calling, game planning, that kind of thing. He said it was on him. Like he took he responsibility said it was on him. for and, it. And right. the addition of Redmond allows him to do that. People need to understand the importance of having a director of football personnel from a recruiting standpoint allows you to get back into the lab, so to speak, and be more involved in the game plan because you got a guy that you trust that can that can absolutely uh, handle the portal yeah. and can handle all the recruiting aspects. That's why that position is so key. Mm -hmm. It makes we talk about Athletes and players, Zach, making two position groups stronger, that's an example of a coaching move making two aspects of the coaching staff stronger. Possibly. Play calling and recruiting. Possibly, yeah. And even, I think a lot of it may be even more internal recruiting and scouting. Those are the two biggest things that I think Will Redmond's impact will certainly have. Uh, he, he was talked about. Uh, he talked about Coach McGriff. Mm -hmm. He said it's the third time that he's hired Coach McGriff, so obviously that speaks for itself. And then Charles Kelly. Hmm. Charles Kelly. You may have asked about Charles Kelly. Yeah, I that did. was you. Um, and man, he just like gushed over the guy, blown away by him. Talked about his humility and like how he'd gone up against him on the recruiting battles over and over and over and over again. And he was tough to beat in that front. And so obviously, it's uh, it's great that he's a part of the staff. So, I mean, just incredible things to say he talked about all of them in their interviews and he also talked about all of their families and talked about all of them as people that's something that is important to coach freeze and that's what we saw when we talked to him down here in mobile we got confirmation on something we speculated about as to why this defensive coordinator uh, hire took long because we felt like charles kelly was a luxury on staff yeah hugh freeze confirmed that he said charles kelly sat in on the interviews and he could have very easily said, hey, poked holes in the guy's interviews because he wanted to be the guy. It was very telling to me that Hugh Freeze went out of his way to praise Charles Kelly's humbleness and the fact he never pushed for the job. Yeah. He said, I want the best guy here. Sitting in the interviews, helping interview your co-defensive coordinator, if you wanted that position, it, would, it wouldn't make sense. Speaks very, very highly of Kelly. I think that bodes well for continuity on the staff. I, I think so, too. I think so, too. And just once again, the fact that he feels so comfortable with everybody. Um, I mean, if you're a boss or you're a president or a CEO of a company, you want all of the folks under you. You, you, you want to get along with them. You want to trust them. You want to trust their families. And, and that's something that we're hearing from Coach Freeze's messaging early in 2024. He also talked about quarterbacks, Daryl, because of course he was asked about quarterbacks, had some interesting things to say, 
and mentioned most, most of the quarterback room. Are we reading too much into it? You tell us. That's coming up right here on Locked On Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. FanDuel's America's number one sports book. The Super Bowl is the most bet on event every single year. It's Christmas time, so. right? For, for, for better. No question. No question. And it could be Christmas time for you because right now, all you have to do is bet $5 on anything. On anything. And if your bet hits, you get $200 in bonus bets. Go ahead and do it now so you can get in on the action for the for the Super Bowl. And I'm taking the Chiefs. You said yesterday you're taking the Niners. Doesn't matter. You can take whoever you want with our friends at FanDuel. So be sure to head over to FanDuel.com slash locked on uh, to check out all of the benefits that you may receive. FanDuel is the official sports betting partner of the NFL and the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at Alumni Hall. Mm. Alumni Hall is the best place to buy all of your sports swag. No one loves swag more than... Daryl I love some swag, and I get, I share the swag with family members, and Alumni Hall made it so easy. Just drop ship it right to their house. Mm-hmm. That's right. So be sure to check out uh, our friends at alumnihall.com, or you can check out their, uh, their three physical locations in Auburn, Opelika, and in Huntsville. I went last week with my family, and they've got baseball stuff out. Mm. They've got baseball stuff out. I almost bought an Auburn baseball jersey. I will probably buy one. In about two weeks, when we get closer to opening day, I'm trying to see how much weight I'm going to continue to lose. That's 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 a part of this. That's a part of this equation. So I held out for another two weeks, but I will go there to get suited up before opening day. AlumniHall.com or any of their three great physical locations. Daryl, he was asked about the quarterback. Hugh Freeze was asked about the quarterback situation, specifically about his pursuit of quarterbacks via the transfer portal and the transfer portal window last month. He was very adamant to say he did not in any way, shape, or form pursue any quarterbacks in the fall or in the winter portal. And he said, I know that it was a big thing on Twitter. Every time somebody jumped into the portal, he was getting messages, this is the guy. His comment was, I was not pursuing one because I was very, very comfortable with our quarterback room. And then he went on to mention specific quarterbacks. Yeah, and he said he wanted to build it through the high school level. And he said, guys like Hank. Hank Brown, the baby goat. Guys like Walker White. And stopped. Interesting. Um, You know, he didn't mention Peyton Thorne either, but when you talk about up and coming and developing, I think development is a key buzzword for this staff now. They want to develop high school guys. They don't want to go for quick fixes. A guy like Garner that's already been in the system three years or Peyton Thorne that's his second year, I think the emphasis was more upon how can I develop Hank Brown and Walker White to be that dude to carry us into 2025, which he said is the most crucial year where he still really feels like Auburn is going to have its best class and its best team. Yeah, I think internally Auburn is fully expecting them to be a playoff team in 2025 not this season but i believe next season auburn internally has set that as the goal especially with the expansion of the 12 team playoff we don't know what the scheduling situation is going to look like regarding the sec at that point but internally auburn believes they have the chance to be a playoff team in 2025 we both have talked to folks within the program that have confirmed that they believe that which is huge which is huge and so in order to do that you have to have a quarterback and to me, I think it makes the argument more that it should put more of an emphasis on Hank Brown and Walker White, and we'll see what happens as far as their reps this spring with those two guys and Holden Gurner and obviously Peyton Thorne, who's, I guess, technically the favorite to be the starter. If I had to guess who the starter is, I would say Peyton Thorne, but 
I, I think that argument makes you want to almost go young and just deal with the growing pains of it all. But that's a conversation for a different day. I think him mentioning Hank first, going out of his way to mention Hank, I firmly believe he is actually in the quarterback battle. And that is something that I think is encouraging for Hank, for one. But two, the fact that, okay, he brought in a three-star that he really, really liked from that was committed to Liberty. I mean, going from Liberty to Auburn's a big jump from a three-star product. But this is a guy that they felt got better over the course of the year. And he's, I think he's in it. I think he's in the thick of it. And I think him saying that earlier today proves that. I think I think uh, quarterback coaching matters in this scenario with Hank Brown. I think playing under Trent Dilfer, yes. who's an NFL quarterback with his development, yes. kind of expedites his progress. I think what we saw in the bowl game shows that he was a little bit above curve with his maturation and his decision making. Mm-hmm. I think the physical tools are there more than I thought watching him sling it in the in the bowl game as well. Right. So I would not be surprised if he had every opportunity to beat out Peyton Thorne in the spring. And we'll know A-Day, hopefully without crappy weather, they can throw it all around the yard yeah. in A-Day. We'll see some things. We'll see some indications there. Yeah, and, and we'll get reports from spring practice too as that starts in just a few weeks, which is going to be awesome, which is going to be awesome. He also talked about receiver and talked about outside receiver play not really being where it needed to be as far as guys that are physical and can go up and get the football, which is obvious, right? Like we all know that there's a clear issue at outside receiver. So he gave love to Perry Thompson. I think he was asked specifically about Perry Thompson. He was. I think, I think an in-state TV reporter asked about that. And then he went out of his way to mention Cam Coleman. But both of these dudes are obviously going to be a huge part of it. I just, if I'm an upperclassman, that's an outside receiver. If I'm a Camden Brown or a Coy Moore and I hear that, like I, I just, they've got to know that these kids are probably going to come in and take their job. Well, you hope that it does one of two things. It's going to make you realize that and want to get in the portal or not progress like you want to or yeah. need to. Or right. it spurs you and incites you to say, Heck no, they're not. Mm. They're not coming in here and taking my job. I'm an upperclassman. I'm going to prove you wrong, coach, and then get out there on the field and completely have a different type of attitude well, that's, to that's prove the them best, wrong. That's the best case scenario. Correct. That's what we would like to see. We'd like to see some veteran receivers step up and be pushed and try to prove and not let anybody take their job. Well, I love what you said yesterday. We were talking about linebackers on yesterday's show, Durkin's Dudes, as you Durkin's labeled them. Durkin's Dudes, that's right. But You're going to stay in the shot? Yes, thank uh, you. Yeah, I'll, okay. I'll stay here. You could have right. walked away. No, the... But talking about, you made the comment, I'm paraphrasing what you said, but I mean, that's why you recruit at a high level is so you can have these guys come in and, and try to take somebody's job. And yes. that's exactly what's happening at the at the wide receiver position. And, and you know, I don't think he mentioned Bryce Kane because he was talking specifically about outside guys, but I do think that's going to be a battle for sure. Like he, you know, he, I guess he could have mentioned Robert Lewis if he wanted to. That wasn't really how the question was geared, but if he, he went out of his way to say Cam. He did. And, and he, he didn't did. really go out of his way to say anybody else. I think it's interesting too that, you know, we talked about the Durkin connection. You alluded to it. And I asked the question about how key is it to have a guy that's a guru on linebackers yeah. with this linebacking class. And he absolutely said with the, we have been rated by a lot of these services as having the number one linebacking class. You like how he said, I think. It's like, yeah, you, know, you know, coach. And he said that's, you know. that's a, a comfort level with having a guy like DJ Durkin coach a, a position group that's highly, highly ranked from recruiting services. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. And it's going to change 
the outlook of this 2024 team. It has to. Regardless of who's at quarterback, the receivers have to be better than they have been at Auburn over the last half decade. There's really no debating that. Um, I do love uh, just, just kind of some sprinkle some notes, and we'll, we'll, we'll kind of give you some senior bowl tidbits in a second. But I love that the presser started with somebody saying, Coach, how you doing? He's like, good, I've been recruiting. You know, that's all. And then he like goes on this like monologue about recruiting and all the effort they're putting on the recruiting front. And it's like, okay, this guy just thinks about recruiting. Oh, it's like, we just asked how you were doing to start the, yeah. start the presser. He's like, I want to talk about me recruiting. I want to sprinkle like, okay. this little nugget in there too, which is interesting. I know this isn't locked on Bama, but the, it, I found it very, very telling to me that he talked about how much since Nick Saban retired, they talk on the phone and get, and he gets feedback from him on a lot of things yeah you mentioned nick called him like the morning before he came up here yes. which is and he brags about golfing and all the time but i thought that was interesting because he, he went out of his way to mention it talked about how much they have talked now yeah a lot and some of the feedback i mean he talked about he specific he said i was talking to nick about how i don't think i've ever got it right after year one mm-hmm. and nick saban was able to give him advice remember what nick saban did after year one did a re did a reset on some coaches so i found yeah. that very very telling and i like the fact that i don't know he kind of goes and just you know there's nothing wrong with consulting and they're all in the coaching world and no he's no longer across the sideline now they're also like i mean you see in any industry like you're naturally going to be drawn to have friendships with other people in your industry even if they're like in competing companies so i i think it makes sense but I mean, he mentioned that, right? And then earlier in that, he was asked about Kalen DeBoer, mm-hmm. the new Alabama coach. And he's like, oh, is he here? And he kind of looked, you know, towards the stadium here at the Senior Bowl. And uh, he's like, yeah, I know him well. And, you know, they cross paths at the NAIA Lambeth and Sioux Falls. Right, yeah. right. And so th- that was kind of an interesting note. Or Lambeth, I pronounced as that well. wrong. Uh, that's fine. We, we pronounce <laughs> I can't. I apparently can't say Sorrel Land very uh, correctly. So I'm just going to like, Yeah. I don't know. I even said it two different ways yesterday on purpose, hoping somebody would say like that was the right one. Yeah. And they still said I got them both wrong. So whatever, whatever. Uh, all right. We got some Senior Bowl tidbits. Mm-hmm. Coming up, also, I, I, talked to a, I talked to an NFL scout who uh, he gave us two defensive backs that uh, you know, his particular organization is keeping an eye out on. So we'll talk about that in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Game Time. The Game Time app is free and easy to use. It's also the best way, most efficient way, and the least expensive way to buy tickets, whether it's to a sporting events, concerts, comedy, whatever it may be, the theater. They've all got you covered at Game Time. Download the Game Time app today. Use promo code LOCKEDON, all one word, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, to get $20 off your first order. You pull it up on the app, and you can see the view from your seat. And you also know with the Game Time guarantee that it's the cheapest, least expensive option because if you can – they have the Game Time guarantee. If you can find a cheaper option elsewhere, they will – they'll match it and uh, give you 110% of the difference. So check them out, Game Time, the free Game Time app, and use promo code Locked On. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today 
That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Talking to folks at the Senior Bowl, uh, Jalen Simpson, I, I think, has made a lot of money already for the first two days of, um, of the Senior Bowl practices. Daryl, Marcus Harris, every time I see him, it's, it's either he's dominating somebody in one-on-one or he gets kind of stymied. So he's been kind of up and down. But I haven't really noticed DJ that much in drills. I've noticed Jalen Simpson. I can't quit watching Jalen Simpson. Yeah, Jalen Simpson has done some really good things in coverage, which being moved from a corner, a slot corner position to safety, he has used those coverage skills at the second level to his advantage. And that's one of the things the scout talked about that he liked his versatility. Nehemiah Pritchett up on the big board, as you tweeted out earlier, is one of the fastest dudes here. Doesn't surprise us at all. Uh, Twenty, almost twenty-one miles per hour. You can get a speeding ticket going you, that you fast. Can. Some if places. you do that in a school zone, you're cooked. Yeah, that's right. So I think that's pretty interesting. DJ James had a real good physical, handsy play yesterday, where he knocked a receiver off the ball, uh, basically drove him out of bounds. It'll be. It's hard. It's hard to see anything until Saturday's game, where it's real live and bullets are flying. But Jalen Simpson has turned some heads, and I think it's just his ball hawking skills well, he's and his like, covers. Well, he or a teammate will, will make a play, and then he'll do his whole dancing thing. Yeah, and, and his seatbelt. Some NFL teams are going to love that. Yeah. Some NFL teams are absolutely going to love the confidence coming out of the defensive back. Yeah, you can't And you I've can't watched that. specifically, I'm trying to get little tidbits. I've watched the receivers in on the the national, they're the national group. Yeah, there's national and American. Yeah, but anyway, all, the Auburn guys are on the national uh, team. The national practice, the guys that are the best receivers, it just seems like – it consistently is who Simpson's picking up. So I think the defensive, the NFL coaches are wanting to see that matchup, how he's going against the elite receivers, okay. and he's really holding his own and doing a great job. I think he's been great. And so he's probably the Auburn player that has risen the most. I think some traits that Nehemiah Pritchett are putting on display, I think Nehemiah Pritchett may raise too. DJ, we'll see. Marcus Harris, we'll see. Um, but yeah, that, that's been a pleasant surprise for Jalen Simpson talked to an NFL scout earlier today and uh, we were just kind of going back and forth on a few guys and he actually asked me he's like so why why did Keontae Scott move to outside corner and I'm like because Daryl wanted him to no I'm joking but I was like yeah <laughs> it, it seemed like it was out of necessity he's like right. man we, we need him to move back inside his future is, is as an inside defensive back but the NFL loves Keontae Scott or at least the organization that the scout works for loves Keontae Scott, which isn't surprising, just super blown away by his range. But I asked him, okay, what underclassmen, what Auburn underclassmen are you guys paying attention to the most? And the name he said, Sylvester Smith. Zach is 2-0 and dunking on me right now in this, Let's uh, go. this segment. The, the Keontae Scott outside and then Sylvester Smith, which – I love Sylvester Smith, too. I just felt like Robinson and Thompson were the veteran safeties that were going to take most of the snaps this year. This year. Yeah. Let Smith develop a little bit more, and then next year will be the dude. It sounds like he's going to have a hard time keeping him off the field. I, I mean, I, I was grinning ear, ear to ear when he told me that. I was like, no way. No way. Because I've been talking about that dude a ton already this offseason. I'm going to continue doing it. This is going to make it worse. So if you did not like the Sylvester Smith hype, I'm sorry. Not going anywhere. Not Trains going anywhere. left the station. But, you know, and he doesn't know I've been gassing him up so much because I, I love his play. I'm really high on him this offseason. But I asked why. He talked about how physical he was. He talked about how rangy he is, which is something we talk about a lot with defensive backs and Jalen Simpson and Keontae Scott. But 
He, he's like, dude, he's got that dog in him. Like, there's just something about him. He's got that – he's got the approach to the game that you want from that position, from that safety spot. Am I okay? Sweet. It's really cool and interesting how we talked about all last year. We felt like the defensive back room was the most important – was the most talented and the, the most impressive room on Auburn's team during the season. And, and you look out there here. and there's yeah. three Auburn helmets every time you look in the secondary, mm -hmm. which is pretty cool. It is cool. I think that tradition can carry on. There have been schools – LSU was known as DBU and schools that – Miami. I think Auburn can really start establishing that with McGriff coming back and Kelly coaching defensive backs and some of the recruiting Auburn did, the guys in the portal. Auburn should not see that much of a drop-off in its defensive back room coming up into 2024 season yeah I um I mean I talk about all the time and I love corners but Auburn's had an incredible run of corners I mean they've had a, an elite NFL corner since Carlton Davis was here they've had at least one and they've had guys that have obviously overlapped but from Carlton Davis to Jamel Dean to Noah Igbenogany to I Roger McQuarrie Ro Roger McQuarrie yeah I mean and then you know these guys so it, it's just been awesome it's been awesome to see. I did ask if they had scouted Kay and Lee, and they had. Um, it didn't sound like they're as high on Kay and Lee as I am. They said that he trailed off a little bit over the course of the season. I, did, I didn't ask a ton of questions, but I was like, well, he started at the beginning because Nehemiah was hurt. So I, I didn't really dig into that. But um, he's like, this is the year we're really watching Kay and Lee as well. So um, Auburn, I think Auburn's got future dudes uh, in the backfield for sure. I do too. I, I would have liked to ask him if there was any impact on the, I don't know, the versatility, not the versatility, but the durability issue of a Nehemiah Pritchett where he missed the first four games. And, mm -hmm. you know, we heard it that he could have went a couple of games and chose not to. He didn't want it. How does that affect in the interview process when these NFL coaches start to interview you? Is that something when they look at and go, well, can he play through some, some pain or some injury? He's got dog yeah. in him. I don't know. That dog but I wonder if that's, a, if that's a mark that they look at or they ask in the psychological evaluation of a player. It's a part of it. It's got to be. I mean, you want guys who are going to be available and want to play, and, you know, that's why there are bonuses structured into all of these contacts and all that. There's a lot of, like, security that just showed up. Yeah, I don't know if it's I hope that. we're not in the way. I wonder if he was in my backyard all over again. <laughs> Front yard, right? Front yard, sorry. Front yard. Yeah, my bad. Uh, but, yeah, so that was uh, – those, those were kind of the, bi uh, the biggest takeaways um, from everything that happened. Saw Zach Etheridge down there in a Houston – um, pull over. That, strange. That, that was yeah. odd. Didn't yeah. love it. Not going to lie. Didn't love that visual, but whatever. That's fine. Uh, but yeah, that about does it. How people check out everything you've got going on. You can follow me on xdap6410. I'll be with Zach after basketball show, basketball games live, and then I'm on a couple times during the week on Locked on Auburn. Yeah, yeah. Follow all of our written work at auburndaily.com. We've got a bunch of stuff we're going to put up from the Hugh Freeze presser as well as some other stuff from Senior Bowl week over the next coming days there please subscribe please like the video and let us know in the comments we've been talking about possibly doing more um i guess road trips right road trips for the show if y'all like the change of pace let us know genuinely curious um but yeah this has been locked on auburn hey prime members you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on amazon music download the amazon music app today